for Thursday, December 20th, 2007. This is episode 35 of the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. Good afternoon from Mississauga, I'm Mike Nicholas. On the show today, we'll come back to the topic of open letters as the man who touched off the Savakis open letter makes a response of his own. In the bullets, we'll talk about Del Rey meeting X-Men, my Santa delaying Christmas plans, and other news from the New York Anime Festival. It's the real 2007 finale, and it's coming up next. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Comic Den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. So remember, you, so you know through the years I always talk about the little problems I have with staplers at work? Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you the latest run-in I had with a stapler a couple <laughs> days ago at work. Okay? Um, the, all the staplers at my, pl- at my workplace are kind of messed up right now where the springs come off so it's kind of unstable. You can't really, if you have to reload it, you can't just open it up. You have to actually grab it and stuff. Yeah. And I had a I thought I had a stapler that I thought was empty. So I tried to reload it. I had to grab it. And then turns out it wasn't really empty. The end result is that I stapled my thumb in two places. Yeah. <laughs> so actually I had a workmate sitting sitting beside me and he saw it all happen. Yeah, I actually pressed down on it, and then the thing, I I've, drove a staple into my thumb. I've, I've had fingers <laughs> stapled. He, he saw my facial expression, and I, I didn't scream or anything, but I just quickly walked off saying, can you finish loading that for me? I've, I've had staples <laughs> fingers before. So, I mean, it, that was like on, um, I'm trying to remember, this was like on Monday, I think. So my it's it's gotten a little better, but I can see two, uh, stru- two pinpricks where um, the stapler entered my uh, thumb. Yeah, so, uh, I've been there. So, <laughs> so to so so if you guys are keeping score, and I know it, and Terry and Anthony have been known to in the past, it's Staplers three, Mike nothing. How so. about the wall? <laughs> <laughs> how, how about this wall that I've heard about before? before too, I think it's been long repaired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm still. The thing is, the thing is, I, I found it pretty funny too, and painful, but yeah. <laughs> I found it pretty funny. I still found it pretty funny. Anyway, so so I said when we taped three weeks ago, James, that that um, that would be the final regular episode of 2007. And, and to this point, I stand by those words because anytime we get the Visser brothers to do the show, it's always special and never really a regular episode. I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so so you know I you know this is the real 2007 finale at least in terms of shows. Uh, the roundtable is once again gathered in the old quarters of Streetsville and Mississauga, overlooking the train tracks. Uh, so going once around, yours truly, Mike Nicholas, industry observer James Austin, and the Visser brothers, Terry and Anthony, owners and operators of the Comic Den Mississauga and the ComicDen.com, on which you're privileged now to listen to this show. Um, I don't know. Where do we... Like, it's been well, three it'll weeks. It'll be a cleaner episode without the hentai Yeah, without... without <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, <laughs> like, a little a little less... With, without uh, the hentai connoisseur. You know, yeah, without a... I wonder how Adam's doing at work. <laughs> survived to this point. Yeah, actually, I've been reading, like, a few um, comments on the show, and some people have been mentioning the episodes lately have been scary. Probably... And I think they coincide with Adam's first appearance on the show. I think I mentioned that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so... This is like our first, like, it's interesting that Adam's not doing the show, so I guess to those who this are... This might even be work safe. This might be even... <laughs> <laughs> is might anything be... work safe, I wonder, in this day and age? Yeah, it's going to be a pretty generic episode, though. I mean, I don't think there'll be anything really special, because so, all of it's coming from stuff, industry stuff over the last couple of weeks, or stuff on we, stuff we've watched or heard, or news we've heard over the last little bit. So there's nothing going to be overly you know challenging i guess to any of us but i love how you just contradicted yourself right there when you first started saying this is going to be so special and now you just oh yeah well <laughs> i mean I'm sorry i just noticed it's, that. it's certainly going to be different from the episodes as of late <laughs> i guess i guess that's the best way to put it um okay so let's see um three items i guess in terms of our watching and reading uh i said i, ta- I said a lot about kodoja so i finished that in a, a like a couple weeks ago um, 
I mean, I've been uh, doing an anime frenzy myself. Huh? <laughs> this is, that's like, like it, it so screams Marmalade Boy with the way the pacing went. I mean, right down to the fact that the main guy character goes to America, like at the end, yeah. for, for a significant period of time. I mean, the two, like, there's been it's been known that the two artists have a habit of 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 influencing each other, and they did a good job of that, actually. So, but that was like, as I said, I, I said it back then when we when I was reading a couple of weeks ago. Oh, thanks, Cow Canal. So okay. Yeah, the new big title from Tokyo Pop that everyone's yeah, talking about. We'll talk about the this one later. It's yeah, I know. It has a lot in common with Kadocha. Oh, really? Just, just look probably, at the probably, pro- yeah, probably. Maybe there. Well, that's part of. It's very I know there was a third person in that trio. I guess say, it, say the title so the audience will know what we're talking about. Oh, Gaokan Alice. <laughs> and I, so um, the main character is just like the main character in Kadocha. Yeah. Uh, and she's like got a classmate who is the the, head, the troublemaker of the class, who's this quiet guy, and it's a lot of similarities. Yeah. <laughs> I think just the art style is is you'd swear it's from the same artist. At times, maybe they're part of the same trio. I mean, I, I remember there's like they always mention that the artist and who um, Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, is friends with uh, with the with the artist who did um, Marmalade Bar. I think her name is Watase. And then this woman here. And then there's a third person in that group, and, I, and her name's Higuchi. Maybe they're all the same. Maybe they're in. It's all the. Like maybe um maybe it is. Maybe this is the third person in that trio. I don't know. Oh, it might have nothing to do with it. Just it has a very similar. very much echoes of uh, Kodocha. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, there's for those moving on because there isn't you since uh, there's no kadocha like available gen- anywhere these days uh, not certainly not the manga since it's out of print tv series uh well we, we went through that already so there's that um did you read the final genji ken did you guys read the final genji yeah yep. yeah what, what was your take on it i mean with the anime con- still airing and let's face it even though it's been picked up the least surprise, probably the worst kept secret in all of North American anime was the fact that Media Blasters had it and announced it at the anime fe- at the New York Anime Fest. Yeah. Um, I certainly would love more, but yeah, the anime is certainly giving me that fix. The mm-hmm. second season, I've yeah, seen nine done. episodes of, of yeah. That. And, and let's face it, it the, the sub fan sub or whatever you want to call it now, I guess it's a bootleg. Digi sub, I think. They're... The digi version, it's out there, so no use to denying that. Uh, what was your take on the uh, Genshi Ken ending, though? Like, I mean, the manga ending. I mean, well, I can the say ending a lot. as presented wasn't was nice. It was an interesting yeah. ending. I like the way it ended, but well, the, the only problem I have is that it, it ended. ended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny because what was and this? It, and it sort of mirrored the the beginning with everybody watching the one mm-hmm. guy at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of with weird. The paintbrush girl and. His... <laughs> yeah, because the one that felt like the real ending was the chapter with no words. That's them going that through is, their regular day life. Uh-huh. And then like the last few pages and stuff like that, it felt like he was tugging at our heartstrings because it's ending. We know it's ended, yeah. but he's still giving us more. And it's like, oh. Okay, maybe just, just a little bit more. He could have safely ended that off right at that point, right with that last, that silent chapter. He there was two more chapters after that but boy that 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 was probably one of the single best chapters of any manga i have i wouldn't say read really what was there to read but like i've ever i've ever had i've ever thumbed through because it it set itself up so nicely like with the way the episode like with the way the series had gone to that point and certainly that volume but um that last chapter was just Probably one of the best touches I had ever ever seen in a manga. I don't know. I That's don't know true you, because but... we already have grown up with all of these characters, and well, so we know for, them. Over the last couple so... months, probably for mm-hmm. those of you. So, well, you know what I mean. Like you've grown with the characters, and you know them so much now that really, do we need to know what they're saying? We already have our own idea of what's going on. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those enough said type things chapters. But that was like I'm I'm that that is I, as I said that was probably one of the best chapters I've ever read in any manga anywhere well we still get our fix Red. because i know in, now, i did I know say in, it now, i know so. in, i know in july that the fan book is coming in july it's on some online sites i've seen and also what was it uh kunjiki unbalanced the first volume from dowry is coming out around the same time which uh which people version. which looking well, at looking at that. looking at the looking at the brothers they're shaking their heads as if they want to avoid it like the plague yeah. i know it's kind of <laughs> like the thing it's like hmm we had this 
anime within the anime. Let's try market it and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. The, the in the the manga uh, the in the anime that Quebec uh, and Balance or however pronounce it. Kujio. It could you, It was kind of an over the top. It was kind of a bit of an extreme the way it was presented. And to actually make it and have it, I go, this has got to be too much. I mean, I don't think... I don't know if I would, would even sit through it. Oh. Yeah, just those three episodes. But this is like, as I said, the TV series that we're about to see is an alternate universe retelling. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, it's a to see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what they decide to do with it. But, as a, but, like I, but my fear is, or many people's fear, and I think this will happen... Um, the first three episodes, or the next three episodes of the Genshiken anime, are the three OAVs. You have to s- sort of see them because they are a bridge between the two TV series, and I get the feeling they're going to be packaged together. So it's good. Okay. So to that's fans, they did it. That's what they did. In yeah, Japan. and they want to so do it. Why are they, they want to do, do it differently for us? Well, yeah. people don't uh, don't expect it to be different. I mean, obviously they could, but I think this th- this is the way it'll have to be. It should be done, rightfully or like rightfully wrongfully, but nonetheless. So expect so if you want to see the OAVs or and get in a real copy of the OAVs, you'll have to go through Kujian. So, but at least we'll have something to look forward to there. Yeah. Um, Translucent Volume Two, because we were talking about that last uh-huh. night, James. Yeah, yeah. So um, you like? I mean, as I said, you, James was the guy who hooked me on that series. Well, yeah, it 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 really is growing on me how it's going. And it's subtle. It's a very subtle manga. It's I think I'm trying to think. It Love Roma was the only thing I could bring close to it because it it's not it's a subtleness. Yeah, I it's guess not so. Like, but it's there like, are its overt moments, but it's yeah, not. But like Love Roma had its more outrage moments. I mean, yeah. it, it had like because the main character was just so had no shame. <laughs> no. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, no shame. I know. Absolutely no shame. And that's what that's basically ended up being the premise. And he ended up, you know, saying things that maybe you wonder he should whether or not he should say. But ultimately, it was things that worked for him too. Well, I hate to say that should be a people should take a lesson from that. But then you have it would work really. But then you had the main character translucent, who is obsessed with models and robots in his own imagination because he's like an artist. You see him like playing around. You know what I mean. Mm And just letting um, the main female, like, forget about her translucent disease and so on. And so yeah, it really is. His... It doesn't really take like the translucent thing. The whole disorder she, the main, the main female character has, right? Whose name I forget once I often forget. But like, it's it's central, but they don't like have a clock hanging over her over it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the feeling you get with it. So, but there, there's, as I said, a recommendation. Um, volume three is set for January. Is it set end for January? Of, yeah, end, end of, of January. January. But you haven't seen... But you're concerned well, right now. Far, I haven't seen a solicitation for because usually Dark Horse does quarterly release. So maybe they've pushed it back because it probably might not have sold as well. But it's a type of manga that Dark Horse doesn't really do as much because they're more into the manly men manga, the blood and guts, the sex type stuff because you have Gantz coming up, Ghost Talker Daydream, Berserk, stuff like that. Yeah, Japan, which is like... From the same, MP- from along the same ilk as Berserk, MPD Psycho. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of a very and yes, they do have Oh My Goddess. I'm not discounting that and other yeah. series like it, but it, they don't have and, as many. And and Mega Tokyo. Wait, no, no CMX has it. Sorry, sorry. But 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 um, but uh, people are probably say Mega Tokyo shouldn't be anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing like. So you're concerned. I, I the thing is, I think the worst thing that'll happen is the, maybe they'll skip a quarter. I think it's just but they're delaying it so that they can is, bring it out later and stuff yeah, like that it because is. it's only five volumes. It's only so five not, volumes, not, so maybe they're stretching it too. So I'm not overly concerned, but it was of interest. And that I'm like knowing. I'm not concerned because it is five volumes. Like it's it wasn't a much a, a huge investment for them. Yep, or a huge investment in time or anything. So we'll see it. The thing, though, is it's one of those titles that many people, it was just off many people's radar. I don't think it's even been scanned at all. Like even before it got picked up. Yeah, before it got picked up, after it got picked up. So it's one of those things, the only way you're going to get it is by buying the book. Actually. And so it's kind of like word of mouth type of thing, Mm -hmm. because I heard it by mouth. Yeah, he passed it to me, and we're raving, and, might and like I'm it. raving about it on this show. So yeah, well, I I'm thought you would like it. it, and I was glad I. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, let's see. Moving on. Um, 
you finished up the Harui dub? Yep. Yeah. Or the Harui DVDs yourself? Did you see the dub? Yeah, a, I, I saw the dub and everything. I, I enjoyed uh, all of them. I was surp- yeah, the dub is actually really well done. Wendy Lee, Johnny Young Bosch. Um, the song actually Green came out well yes, at the end. Yes, the song is probably what, what people will be talking well, about from that final English, one. They, yeah, the they did. I, I don't think anybody was expecting that. I wonder how many people expected that, actually. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, usually when I, they do singing, it's and in it is, original Japanese. And as far as we, I can tell, it is... like. I, I'm pretty sure that's Wendy Lee's real voice singing. She's been known to sing in the past. I don't have a problem with them putting it in English. Just get yeah, an actress who can sing. Well, sometimes <laughs> she did. And, <laughs> and, and, and Wendy Lee's been known to. Sing. Well, and sometimes they don't have the rights to do it in English. Well, a lot of cases. Like Kench, what happened with Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got in trouble. Which ironically was done by the same stu- same recording group. So, but um, here the thing is, here's uh, I'll share this little nugget with you. When Wendy Lee was here for Anime North back in May. Uh, I was standing in her autograph line and all that stuff. And um, I overheard one of her fans asking her, are you going to sing the song? Are you going to sing? She said she wasn't aware of it because they hadn't gotten that far into the script yet. But she said, you know, she, but, you know, everyone just kept telling her, the fan just kept telling her, keep your eyes open for that song and see if you could do it. So I guess we knew what happened. Obviously, we know what happened in the final product. And that was an inter- it was interesting, but I guess, like, it, it was just so. It was just well done. And as I said, yeah. this isn't the first time Wendy. As far as I can remember, this isn't the first time Wendy hadn't uh, had had sung. And I mentioned this to her. And I like what I had funny enough was for her to sign at the time was um, Phantom Quest Corp. She played the main character in that uh, Ayaka, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, and as far as I'm guessing, she sung the opening theme song to that as well, which was an English ver- which was an English version of like a bad Inca song. So <laughs> some bad income music. He sung the she sung the about the opening and the closings to that, and that was like before really. This was before anything, before the whole anime thing really started to take off, and um, well, the or early, really start to make it pioneers. Of, they did redubbed a lot of the songs, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. songs, yeah. And if in quite a few cases, they used the original Japanese singers doing it. Doing I don't it in think English. I don't think Rika Matsumoto knew English at the time. No, she, she, but she there played, are a few of them. The they too. did get. To the well, I, remember, I seem to remember they did that with Tenchi. Tenchi mm-hmm. was the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the singers. original singer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes you but go to bilingual. But Pioneer at the time was doing a lot of uh, because they had the full rights to the show. Mm-hmm. So and they could do like every every aspect, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't Which a, like, helps a lot. And I th- I'm pretty sure that was Wendy who sung that. I asked her if she remember if she remembered doing it, and she said it was just so long ago. So I'm not sure, sure, but I'm still pretty sure it's her voice. Mm-hmm. Then, anyway, so there's uh you know the Haruri dub. I mentioned oh I mentioned I'd mentioned watching the Iz- Azumi movie, the live action sa- movie that was done by the uh, same director as Versus. I don't know if you saw mm. that, but yeah. uh, th- th- there was a, like this screening of it by the Canadian Japanese Society here in Toronto, and it was I actually went out to that. That was actually a lot of fun. Uh, but there's a no, live action Japanese uh, movie re- recommendation. They always said about the director who, uh, of this of this movie, um, whose name I forgot, but uh, we'll put a link to it. He always said that um, when he went to film school, his influences weren't the Japanese samurai films. His influences were Western style films. So he was more of a fan of Highlander as opposed to Yojimbo. So he so he always incorporated that style in the movies he made. So you, he always incorporated that type of swordplay style into his movies. And then they were certainly much more pleasing to the eye, at least to the Western eye, when you watched and yeah. watched them. So and so there's a recommendation on his uh, on Azumi. Uh, uh, as I said, I'll put a link up to the series. Let's see, where do we stand on the timer here? Oh, 19 minutes? Only I want 19 to, minutes. Yeah, only 19 minutes. <laughs> I, I sort of want to, like, as much as possible, avoid like, getting to this part, but you know, maybe we still will. Um, anyone, anyone Actually, else? it was kind of funny, though. Uh, speaking of, uh, what was it, Harvey, we have uh, the announcement of the new series and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that. I forgot. And, and that, I, because I it was cryptic, but it sounds like it's going to be the same guy that's done, the director that did uh, Second Raid, and then he picked up on Lucky, Lucky Star, Star and stuff like that. So he's going to do it, but it sounds like late 2008, early 2009. Or into 2009 when we'll see it. Depending. But of course, they've but done this all the I, time, I, so who knows? Here's my question. Um, you, it sounds you, like it'll be from the novel Disappearance of Harry Suzumi. Which was one. novel number... Was it for? I can't remember. I don't know. Okay, we'll have to look it up. But I believe that's what people are speculating on, but yeah, no one knows. The other the thing about it is the promotion of this. Now they're now we're seeing the cryptic style that 
like the promotion of the Haruhi stuff here in North America was when we started seeing that a year ago. It was mm -hmm. fairly cryptic. Saw them on MySpace pages or just some random websites or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how the promotion was for the original series like a year ago. Uh, for the original series in Japan, like when I, the promotion for that, I don't remember that. I don't remember it at all, actually. I, I, I don't know. It, it just came. That's I didn't even know about it until it. Yeah, it's just totally the yeah. So, but the thing is, the promotion. I fell in love with it then. The promotions there are beginning are looking are going along the same lines as the promotions as they were for the first series here in North America. Mm -hmm. Somewhat cryptic, at least from the descriptions you're telling me. Mm -hmm. no. So I'm wondering if that was always if the if this cryptic style of advertising for this at least this series has always been the case. I think it's just they're trying to build it even bigger and bigger. And how are you going to do that? You string people along with breadcrumbs. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, wow. I guess that's what we path. got here. People already know what the series is like. So, so yeah. yeah, and I guess they don't have to do much. It's sort of by design. I, I get the feeling that they're not saying much about the project on purpose, like just to build it, yeah. just so that people can play the mystery game with it. Yep, people so, can play the guessing game. Yeah, well, well, look forward to it. Yeah, what? Well, and, and then Katukawa, Katukawa will shop it around and watch Funimation get it. Um, well, we don't know that for sure. Considering <laughs> well, Katukawa, it seems as long, as long as they get all the same people from the first series, never yeah, guaranteed. That's the thing. Well, yeah, I Kat know, it's kind of funny because Katukawa seems to have developed a real relationship so far with Bandai because uh, the girl who left through time was licensed. Uh, yeah, that was by Katukawa giving yeah, to Bandai. I, I, yeah, that looks I had really a interesting. About. And I'm really intrigued by that, watching it. And also, they announced uh, Lucky Star that it's going to be just like Haruhi. Each volume will have like a special edition, so yeah. they're yeah. really... I'll, I'll be signing myself up for that. At least yeah. it, <laughs> The only thing I can say is at least it won't be as expensive as the Haruhi discs, because the Haruhi discs, they had to do an extra DVD yeah. for the broadcast version. Yeah. So I'm hoping they'll bring down the cost a bit. Oh, it probably will. We'll but see. Uh, that's one series I'm definitely looking forward to. There's a, yeah. That's something to look forward to in 2008. I, I okay. loved uh, Lucky Star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, no use delaying now. Um, well, last... Uh, let's. I guess we should get to it. Uh, well, last month, um, Justin Sivrakis made waves when he wrote an open letter to the anime industry in both Japan and North America. Much of the letter was in response to the words of Arthur Smith, the president of GDH International, uh, Gonzo's world arm. Last week, Smith gave his response to both Sivakis' letter and the debate it started in a very lengthy, I guess you can call it a rebuttal. Yeah, it is. Um, ultimately, I want to come back to the Sivakis letter in some form because I feel we never, or I felt we never really said all we want to say about it last episode. Of course, Smith's response becomes a nice addition to an already eye-opening discussion, and, or even emotional. Um, and the chance to add both the views of longtime retailers like Terry and Anthony is um, always good for this, too. So what do we say now? Um, who read the letter? I mean, I read it. I, I tried to digest it before we came on well, and taped it. I did it. read it uh, earlier today. Um, for the most part, what what they're all saying is is correct but i don't think it's quite as simple as they some of it they they make it out to be it's it's a very complicated thing there's so many factors involved uh they seem to focus a lot mostly on the fan subs but that's just one part of it um it has a good and bad element to it uh it which they regard which smith regarded yeah. actually so mm -hmm. But I think the industry, not just the anime industry, but even the motion picture industry, they're all going on about you know the piracy and all that. And it seems almost like it's a great little scapegoat for them. If anything, they make any kind of business bad business decision, oh, it failed because of piracy. Oh, the thing sales aren't good. Oh, it's because of piracy. Oh, our stock's doing badly. Oh, it's because of piracy. It's become almost this great little scapegoat for them. So anything goes wrong, they right away pile it onto piracy. The thing is, the th thing is, um, Smith in his letter said, you know, he mentions the trend. He mentions mm -hmm. this trend and how it all seems to correlate with Oh, yeah. It. No, it, it's definitely had effect. We noticed it with uh, our rentals. Our rentals were slowly dying. Uh, not so much the sales, but the rentals definitely. Um, we had people coming into the store with a bunch of friends. They'd go in through all the DVD cases. They'd find out which shows they wanted to see. 
mark them down, and then they'd go home to download it to watch instead of renting it. Yeah. But if they found something they liked, people were so buying it. Yeah. What it really hurt is mediocre series, series that were good enough to just watch but not to own, or series that were downright bad. They now knew it was bad, and you couldn't sell it. But we, then we'll most of the cases... You were holding up a DVD. We'll talk about that later, because that's a bullet. <laughs> um, if it's something that was bad, most often doesn't get here. But it's the, the stuff that is watchable, but nothing great. You got to see the, the, the fans up. Well, there's no interest in getting it anymore. There was, there was no point. Um, well, I, I wouldn't be buying the Melancholy and Now Lucky stuff yeah, that's, if it's, I didn't it's, see the fans. Said, oh, no, the vicious I, circle about if it, you don't get the first viewing, yeah. then you... That's the one problem is we don't have that first viewing here in North America. Well, yeah, constantly pounded upon. But the thing is, he's not talking just North America. It's having bad effects in Japan as well, bad effects in Europe which has nothing to do with fan subs, especially in Japan. I mean, if sales there are down, it can't be because of fan subs. No, they're not subbed. <laughs> no, it, but it's, it's, the, the effect is, is worldwide, and it's not just anime, it's in live action, it's everything. The internet is changing yeah, things, and, then, and the companies have to change with it. Yeah, and I guess this is me being nitpicky, because, you know, I've been accused of that a lot. Um Smith makes it sound like it's unique to the anime industry. I mean, and that's it's not. It's no, not. It's not. It, and even with he's the just with going to subs, or the the, the 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 copies. Even in Japan, it was years ago. A new type even was advertising for copies for people on the other part of Japan who didn't get the chance to see the show because it only aired well, in Tokyo. Video trading, yeah, that's been that was huge, and mm -hmm. it was quite common. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just changed. Uh, you got to give the people what they want or what they would like to have at a reasonable price, at a reasonable time. You know, saying, okay, it costs so much money to do this and we have all this lead time. But it doesn't matter. If the guy goes to Best Buy and sees, you know, a TV season from Friends or whatever for 20 bucks, or he sees one disc of an anime for 30 bucks with only three episodes on it, well, it's, it's, you're limited to how much you can spend. I mean, going and saying, well, this has to be more expensive, well, that's fine. He only has 30 bucks to spend. I'd rather buy a whole season. It's, you know, I can, I can understand the justification for it, why it's so expensive, but it doesn't change the fact you only have so much to spend. So that's obviously something's wrong. There's something has to be, so something Some now has, has to change. And the whole industry with the DVDs, yeah, the whole industry, it's, it's down. Indus DVDs is now a mature market. Uh, the, everybody's got the players now. Everybody's got a collection. Well, when you first get your DVD player, you buy like crazy. So they sell Oh, yeah, it this great. is part of the reality of, like, and now, everybody's already got a fair-sized collection. Well, now you're getting pickier. The more you mature, the pickier you get. The more limited you are for space yeah. or for funds. Yeah. There's so much coming out now, you have to be pickier. I'm far more cautious now of, of buying anything because you, could, you only have so much, and I only have so much room. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, too, is they kind of hurt themselves a little bit with this trend of expensive single discs and then the last one comes out, oh, here's a half-price box set. Well, me and most of the other customers go, oh, we'll just wait for the cheap box yeah, set. Yeah, I'm actually kind of mad, right? And I'm going to, well, first of all, let me just come back to the DVD point. The whole, D, like, when in the VHS era, we came to this whole, like, the mentality for those consuming VHS tapes was more on the rental. Yeah. It, was, it was always the rental mentality. And that, that, that permeated well, itself. Well, because the, the uh, tapes were very expensive, especially mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then, they weren't... Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason. Yeah. And then as the DVDs came, like, they marketed themselves or as something to own. Yeah. And so so rentals waned. Not... Well, yeah, mainly because, because of downloading, but because that was... Just, but because of the marketing, the way they were sold to us, it was more of, you know, you have to own this, something to keep, something to hold, put in your shelf. 
it was less it, it was less a rental thing it became yeah. less a rent there was less of a rental rental culture when it came to dvds they're trying yeah. to sort of recapture that now in a new in various new forms whether it be you know well blockbuster blockbuster rogers here you know they obviously they've always had dvds but you kind of see a next generation of it when you saw when you saw them with services like zip or um what's it or netflix or whatever mm -hmm. But that has only worked so much. Oh, well, the blockbusters and all the other video stores, they're all hurting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. The rentals are down. Mm -hmm. Blockbuster is now doing a lot more online stuff. They're selling a lot more new. Their section now for used DVDs and new DVDs is getting larger and larger in most blockbusters because the rental market is slowly going. Yeah. But they so. don't help anything, too, is because... They have high expectations. If something doesn't rent a hundred times, well, they're not interested in it. So a lot of the odd stuff, which anime is very much a part of, yeah, and mm -hmm. they can't be bothered with because it's not going to make them the huge return. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. that's a big part. And also, with so much coming out, they don't have the room either. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, just like manga and book space and shelf yeah. space. There, I mean, this is all like like yeah yeah they could depend on like. Video industry or the video industry could have depended on the rentals. I mean, this is basically what you're just rehashing yeah. it. And they can't anymore. But to even go insane, well, it's all the, the fans ups out there. Well, look at something like Mega Tokyo. It's available for free on the net and has been since oh, day Arcade. one. Penny Arcade mm -hmm. and all the others. Yet their books, the trade collections on paper are selling extremely well. Mega Tokyo was always one of the, the best sellers of the manga type books. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, if you want to, all right, so let's so, go. All right, pe oh, uh, now people are going to say, big deal, that's that's anime and that's manga. Okay, let's try another example. Um, Homestar Runner and the Strong Bad Emails. This is this is like popular web, web cartoon. They compiled, like, and they had this uh, this section where, you know, they, they had all these flash cartoons with... Um, you know, one of its main one of its main characters, the bully character, constantly answering emails, and they they compiled a lot of that onto dit onto DVDs. All those strong bad emails, strong yeah. that's the character's name, strong bad emails, and they compiled it into DVDs. Those have sold, I'd say, I'd say to the well, to sat uh, some satisfaction. Another too. example yeah. is Red versus Blue, mm -hmm. which is the guys taking the Halo uh, game and manipulating to <laughs> do a basically a cartoon. Mm -hmm. They weren't readily available uh, initially because it's, it's, they didn't have the clout to get into everywhere. But as far as I understand this, they sold fairly well. And it's again, it was something that was available on the net. That's where it started. Yeah. The newest DVDs are now even in the, the catalogs now that we can order now that number five is out. Yeah. So obviously they're doing well enough. They're now becoming much more mainstream. So what you have to do is develop a buzz. You have to have it. You have to give people a reason to want a permanent copy. Most people will, if there's something they like, will want to have it. It's that collecting mentality. Mm -hmm. It's the the wanting to have physically have it. But you give them something decent. If you give them the exact same thing that's online, that's absolutely no different, no extra, same quality. Here we go. It's wor the worthless mm -hmm. argument. There, it's it's not worth the trouble. Yeah. You got to give them that a little bit more. But I think, again, with the fan subs, too, I don't understand why the fan subbers are making such high-quality stuff. This is supposed to be just for letting us see the show. Why does it have to be in high-definition quality? <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Because it's, the, it's that thing of they want to be the one to give you that thing. They want to that's, say, that's I, did show this. I did show X Ego. with this, that, and the other yeah. thing. And but then they're being really make, making themselves guilty of pirating. You know, you saying just, that, oh, it's just so the fans can see it. You but know, then why do you need example, that high quality? Quick example. Um, Clanad, which, you know, since we were mm -hmm. on since we we're on the whole air canon thing, Clanad's been airing and you see very fan subbers re releasing their fan sub in widescreen. Mm -hmm. Standard definition, widescreen and then two version and on top of that, two versions in various resolutions, in various good resolutions yeah there's just no reason for that that that's going well, beyond what the whole point of fan subs fan subs was just so that people could see the shows that they otherwise had no chance yeah now that you're making this kind of quality well people go well why do i need 
the DVD version. I mm -hmm. mean, the download version to sometimes is better quality than the final DVD. I mean, that's what's the, Odex, the point? That's the counter Odex argument, yeah, isn't it? It's kind, of, it's kind of the silliness, yeah. So, so there's all, so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, this is a big mucky issue. And as I said, we will not come up well, with Well, it's, it's, it's a very complicated thing. I mean, even the, 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 the American movies with their piracy and they're going on with all these bootlegs out there. The funny thing is, the, a lot of them, they got the master from, from the, the production DVD. company who's working for the studio. The studio isn't even keeping their own house in order. And that, and How did they expect to have something in order and that's you probably, in the wild? probably hit a big point, because the, and you, you harped on it quite a bit earlier. You guys harped on it quite a bit earlier. A lot of it was, is also the fault of the Japanese themselves, mm -hmm. or at least the Japanese culture. And, and that okay. fact not being kept in check. Go back a number of years. You had SMCDs, Sonmei. Uh, they were oh, the biggest music era. bootlegger CDs out there. Japanese companies did, couldn't care less about them. Didn't care, didn't stop to nothing. To the point even where when they were making some legitimate CDs, they were licensing it to Sonmei to release in uh, Taiwan or wherever, wherever it was. I mean, if you know these guys are bootleggers and profiting on your stuff, why are you giving them Business. legitimate work? So there's that. Um, mm. they, they honestly didn't care. All they cared about was the Japanese market. Now all of a sudden, their market is not just Japan anymore. Now all of a sudden, they're worried about this. But you've sown already the seeds for all this. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's interesting. And I mean, and the big companies are going on all, all this, you know, downloading all that. What about these pirates who have entire factories producing nothing but bootlegs? You can't get yourselves together to stop something that is very easy to find, huge buildings, clear violation, but you're spending all this time going after some guy who's downloading off some website and you're trying to find the website and going through a lot of hassle to catch one person, where this big factory, you're not even doing anything to stop it. Pick, choose your choose your, uh, choose your conflicts properly. Yeah, that's Go really... after the, the, the big guys. Uh, I mean... A lot of fan subs, they do play uh, play a need, but if you can reduce that need, there'll be less demand for it. You know, it's it's a hard thing to to really deal with. It, it's a very complex issue, mm -hmm. and there's no simple solution. Yeah, and we couldn't come up with it here uh, back yeah. then, and we're not going to come up with, it's, up with it's, it here. A lot of it is just the design of the whole industry, the way they works with all their little mm -hmm. separate regions and licensing areas, and mm -hmm. uh, their, although the profits accounting for it. I mean, to me, it, it, I always say, well, what Bandai does in U.S. and what Bandai does in Japan, it's the same company. So what do you care? I mean, why you need to do it? But no, no, Bandai USA is a separate division and has to account for itself completely. And Bandai Japan, its own division, has to account for everybody. Any profit that Bandai USA takes from Bandai Japan is considered bad. But you're the same company. So what do you care? Doing if business. Bandai Japan mm -hmm. puts English subtitles on their DVDs as soon as it's released in Japan, and anybody who wants to can get it. Okay, you pay the Japanese price. It's fine. But then Bondi US go, yeah, but that sale's taken away from us. It's still Bondi. You're still yeah. making the money. Mm. It wow. will reduce considerably a bit of the piracy because now those fans have got something they can already get. Well, you have the same thing with, you know, like PlayStation games. You know, like if I buy Final Fantasy from Japan, what does it matter? Sony's still getting my money. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing with the Final Fantasy. You got the international edition with English and Japanese tracks. Where's my, where's my sold, Japanese? Where's my Japanese actors? <laughs> it, it's it's only sold in Japan. Uh, that seems kind of you know counterproductive. Of course, wow. a lot of American people want it. Well, okay, now you have the problem is you have to get it. Well, it doesn't play on the players here. Well, you have to international is for Japan and and the UK only because it's the, the same, same region. region. Same region. Yeah. But why? I mean, you know, you're, 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 say, pissing off your customer base. I mean... <laughs> it's kind of silly. Customers aren't stupid, that. especially no. with everything on the internet. Yeah. Well, it's the same as we've got up here. The wholesale prices for the DVDs from Funimation and here in Canada is considerably higher than the States. 
You complain to the guy up the company up here, well, you can't do that. Well, that's the price we want. Yeah, but our customers are just going to the States. Okay, the border means nothing to them. Did you uh, actually hear about the story with chapters in some of the magazine producers? They're going to take off the, the American, American price, price yeah. and just have the Canadian price. And I'm like, what's that going to do? People aren't stupid. They are on the internet. They're connected with what prices if, if are. If they don't see it, a lot of magazines are bought by and books impulse. and other things. Yeah, here it's it is. bought by impulse. It's starting now. They I, I, don't. We're just we're just looking at a magazine, a PlayStation magazine, and ironically, there's only one price. price on it. There's printed. no US price. On it. Yeah, but you have to only go the through price. the trouble of finding out what the American price is. If you don't see it, nothing on a platter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the only problem is they have to do two print runs because they can't just. So it actually costs them. That's the funny part. That, too. That's what I find silly too. It's like real silliness. <laughs> okay. But anyway, there are so many other things. Like I yeah, think you media blasters. Remember, I told you that one thing he said. Yeah, the Japanese, bring this up, and I want this as the last point too. Were so. the Japanese and the uh, American companies thinking long term when there were these bidding wars? And it's like, can that American producer actually pay me back the money? And was the American producer saying when I add the dub, when I add up all my costs, and I'm actually going to make money when I put this bid in, knowing I'm going to win? Like he said. I think John from Media Blaster said, I remember a series that I was going to go 70K or something like that. And someone um, bid us and he said, I'm not going to go past that because I know I'm not going to make that profit. I know I'm not going to get anything out of it. And people are still bidding higher. And do they really think long term later on, am I somehow going to make this money back Japanese or American producer? Uh, Sometimes it's just they get pulled in. Uh, that's what auctions quite often prices yeah. go crazy. Sure, nine thousand dollars get... for Guitar Hero. You heard about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I heard that online, and he was from the GTA too, just to teach his son that he shouldn't be smoking pot. That yeah, was the. That's why thing. he sold it. But you still, know what, he this, managed to get nine thousand. You know what the sad it, part supposedly. is? Supposedly, that was the Wii version, which has an audio problem. So that's what <laughs> amazes me even. <laughs> anyway, um, as I said, we weren't going to figure it out then. We're not going to figure it out now. So. Yeah, it's, it's a continual issue that just keeps on spinning and spinning and spinning yeah. until someone actually makes a dramatic change or a dramatic shift. Then maybe we'll have something well, different they, to talk about. They need about. to change their, their way of doing business. And the music industry is starting to finally learn that uh, you can't treat things the way you did 20 years ago. Yeah, you're never going to reach changed. You're never going to reach that high you once had. You have to say, "Okay, we're going to have to sell for lower profits and lower expectations because we're in a different Well, atmosphere. some of that, but mm-hmm. just some it's just changing your business models, changing the way you sell the product. Uh, I think we talked about that yeah, last episode about and the tough thing of trying to change. Yeah. Well, no. Oh no, it's not easy. And these companies, some of them are huge and they have a hard time yeah, changing. And that's the problem with the music industry. We'll see. They it's a lot, it's a lot. They're in. I think we're in for a load of hurt before it starts to get better. That's the thing. Okay. Um, let's take a let's take a quick break. When we come back, lock and load. Here come the bullets. Bang a bang. Yes, and we got probably as many as five. We'll see if we can get through them in less than fifteen minutes. It's the anime roundtable on thecomicden.com. So you want to hear people talk about Japanese cartoons? You know, anime. But you think the other anime podcasters just aren't nerdy enough? Sounds like you need to join forces with the Anime World Order. Where each week, three self-proclaimed experts offer you reviews. Of titles both new and classic, news and commentary. Rants, convention reports, interviews with fandom. And some hentai and yaoi for good measure. So search for anime in the iTunes Music Store. Or visit our website at AnimeWorldOrder.com. Anime World Order. Revealing the truth about anime, one podcast at a time. Oh, time is now short, so we have to get right to it. And the podcast now continues. Nicholas, Austin, Vister, and Visser around the table in anime conversation from the Comic Den in Mississauga, the official podcast of Anime North. Okay, lock and load. Here come the bullets. Bang a bang. <laughs> okay. Um, Delray and Marvel doing a full-on X-Men and Wolverine manga. Yeah, the like, X-Men yeah. one is the shoujo one, and the Wolverine yeah. one is more and the shoujo one. Actually, and I've before seen the break, some picks. Yeah, of, I did, no. and I actually have. And these are preliminary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's geez. the writers from Marvel, 
and then yeah, the and artist from Japan. I thought I had them, but I don't. They've I don't tried can... this already a few times. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah. It failed all the other. Yeah, times. I mean, we most well known to us was when. Um, Kia Asamiya wrote, drew X Men. Well, he didn't the regular. Write, he just drew. He just drew. But it's, we're talking styles too, so yeah. we're talking art styles. The, the Americans who were watched reading X Men didn't like it, and the manga people really didn't like it either. They maybe liked the art, but they didn't like you know it. It, it didn't cross yeah, over. And, and the thing and is, it's supposed to be, and the X Men is supposed to be like a school a uh, school comedy or some sort. Something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's supposed to be going towards the more the manga fans, they say, but I just don't see it happening because we already know. Yeah, what, and, we already have perception of what. And X-Men there are people is. very militant, and I well, hate to use if, that word, on both sides of the argument. A title that Marvel owned that wasn't as big. X Men's too big, too well known. It's too much preconceived notions already involved. Too much. Yeah. To do do something so different for you, if you released it in Japan, you could probably get away with it more. But I don't know about here, where if they maybe picked some of their titles that were less com known, less popular, and then did a version of it, that might have a better chance. But I think X Men, uh, it's well, yeah, X Men it, and Wolverine, it might work. But well, we also have past the, experience, uh, no. Ben Dunn's uh, the manga verse what they had with all the Marvel characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it did okay, but it it's wasn't well, overall it's it, it still yeah. Well, the one that comes to mind right now uh, when Dark Horse did Star Wars years ago, about a decade ago, almost. Yeah, I but think. Star Wars and especially like uh, New Hope, it worked. How though? The the first what one. What did they was... do right? Like I mean, I don't know. It just worked. You know, when you read it, it's like yeah, this works. I think maybe because Star Wars is a little bit more international, it's not so American. But I, again, you know, Kaya Zamiya did uh, episode one, and yeah, it wasn't as good. Mm, no, yeah, it has to be the right uh, you have time and right property because, like, Dark Horse also did a comic version of Dirty Pair, and that worked out well from them, from what I know. Mm, but it was, t- it was yeah, a but different. It wasn't it was Dirty the, Pair. It was an alternative universe. It was. It was, it was very it debatable in that sense. When I, it was Adam Warren, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, well, yeah. I think part of the thing was there wasn't really any Dirty Pair manga. Yeah, there was nothing there. So it, it was, was an anime, was, and there were novels, but there wasn't really a manga. Yeah. So it, you didn't have anything to directly compare. Well, so maybe you can gotten away with oh, quite a bit there. Yeah, that mm-hmm. might have lessened the impact of okay. it. Okay. Uh, sorry, you about to say something about Viz? Or never. Well, Viz did the uh, dirty pair of the uh, the anime manga. Oh, anime manga thing. Yeah. And that's mm. that's something else altogether. Well, that was yeah. just scenes from the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a common the... and that's common practice these days. So, okay, um, Gundam bar. We showed the, we read this out loud. Um, talked about a bar with with the uh, Gundam themes in it. And had uh, one, one, and there were two bars like relatively close to each other, almost adjacent. To, I think one on one floor and another on another. And it's from Gundam Zeon, from the Zeon. And one was for the villains, and one was for the good guys. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but theme bars is fairly common, and even yeah. in Japan it is too. I mean, they even have the one bar where it's all done like a prison. <laughs> yeah, the prison that. outfits, and the, yeah. the, the waitresses were like guards. And put you in your cell where you would get your meal. It's all just a gimmick. Uh, we have it to some extent here, not quite so. Terrible, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe, I think, was a lot of pretty much. Yeah, a I guess it. Feels, and, and, and oh, and Planet Hollywood to a lesser extent. Yeah. I guess. I guess because though we never really think of it as weird, because those type of things are so we think go hand in hand. They're, they were a little so, more subtle yeah, about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but some of these bars, and I know I've seen ones in from Japan, and I think some in, even in Britain a little bit, they, they do it too, where they go much much more in-depth in the theme. Uh, we had the a, whole thing is set up on the theme. Like I said, the prison bar, it's all with bars, and you go into your cell. Cafe. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Where if you go some of the theme bars here, okay, the menu is a little bit themed, and the names of the, the, the food or the drinks is a little bit themed. But... It's about as far as they go. Mm. They don't set up the whole bar 100% based on that theme. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It, uh, well, I think there is maybe some, but there's it's not as common. Mm-hmm. No. I guess I guess I guess after the whole Maid Cafe thing we talked about months ago over the last couple of months, 
And I know you said something about like about everything, how everything devolved in that play, in the maid cafe here. Well, supposedly, especially the yeah. website, especially yeah. the website. Yeah, which was, supposedly it wasn't doing quite as well, and then the quality of the food went down, mm-hmm. and the service went mm-hmm. down. Um, I think to some extent they were trying to maybe be just because of the maid that was their whole thing. You can't really do that. You still have to have doesn't the work food. In the long run, it doesn't. The people aren't going just because the maids. Like the maid cafes in Japan, they go for the maids. But it's something that's built up over years. It's not something you just plop down and get everybody have everybody come down. You got to build up that clientele. You got to build up that expectation. Yeah. And and you were quite critical of the of the changing of the website too, like um, how 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 the domain was lost to a porn site. And then- well, I think that at that point he had given up, and it's it's they lost it because they neglected, and once they're it expired, anybody can grab it. And somebody yeah. did, yeah, uh, something automatic did at least. You got to watch that if your business is keeping mm-hmm. on going. Don't let your domain expire. Yeah, most of the ISPs will be or the companies handling the domain for you will hold on to it for a little while, it'll expire while they get a hold of you to give you a chance that you can't say, oh, it was just a mistake, a paperwork error or whatever, so that you don't lose it. But if you wait long enough, uh, then it goes back into the pool yeah. and anybody can take it. And somebody did. And somebody did. Yeah. But he didn't obviously didn't care at that time, okay. so it was irrelevant to him. Yeah, I guess. Item. Um Busu Renkin. This was one of the uh, announcements at the at the New York Anime Fest. Um, Busu Renkin got picked up or officially announced by Viz, the, the anime, and they announced that they'll release it in two mini box sets of thirteen episodes at four, fifty dollars a piece yeah. each box. Yeah. We, we, we to, talked about it. Early, I mean, this kind they're of they're trying to, to change the uh, the packaging. Well, it'll be like Marmalade Boy was released in five sets. This will be now. The difference though is. Sets. Those are longer series, and they're longer series. They've been doing box sets, but this is a 26-episode series, they're just, and they're doing it kind of like... They're just getting rid of the singles. Yeah. The real market for singles is not generally the consumer. Mm-hmm. It's the video stores. Mm-hmm. They don't want a box set that they have to try and break apart to mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. out because you don't walk into a video store and say, I want to rent a DVD, pay my $3 or $4, and walk out with 26-episode box set. No video store can afford that. They have to break it up into the individual Ds, yeah. DVDs, and you rent, mm-hmm. which means they have to make new packaging, new displays. But this it's comes back pain. to the whole ownership culture mm-hmm. of, of DVDs, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going straight to the consumer and getting rid of it because the the rental market, like I said, is isn't there. Uh, most Anymore. of the stores Certainly aren't not today. Today. carrying it. When, when uh, the Transformers were coming, the TV show was coming out on DVD, we had a choice buying it as a box set or individual discs yeah. for rental. They, they gave you that option, and a few companies have done that. Mm-hmm. But they're just realizing that there's no market for the, the singles. In this case, so well, they're going straight to the, in the, the box. In terms of for consumers, step in the right direction. Oh, I yeah. don't think it's these well, for steps. the consumers. I, it is, yeah. It's not yeah. the step. I don't think. But. but the only only problem with it is if you haven't seen the fans up, if you don't have access to ah, what the thing looks like. First exposure the, that again. Commitment. The initial commitment is much yeah. higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the initial commitment is still fifty. It's still a fifty dollar commitment yeah. we're mm-hmm. talking here. But it's a, as I said, step in the right. At least you know if somebody if somebody knows they want it, they can yeah. get a good chunk of it pretty fast yeah. for a reasonable yeah. for probably a reasonable a little price. more reasonable price. A little a little more, well, little the, reasonable it helps price. that the manga has been out already for a while. Yeah, so yeah. you have mm-hmm. somewhat of a taste of the, the series. There you go. Okay, um, we talked about like. One title we harped on a lot in the first half of the season was Futari Echi, and it came out at uh, Tokyo uh, during Tokyo Pop's panel at the um, convention that Futari Echi is going to have a limited release, or more like it's more of a case of certainly not going to get into the bookstores, not into the mainstream bookstores. James, mm-hmm. I know. Well, there there have been various news. I can't remember. It was either Barnes or Nobles or Borders. One or of them both. has outright basically not going to shelve it and the other was still considering so the big dependence of success is online sales and the direct market as well they said they've only licensed the first 10 volumes and so it's kind of a test to see how well those do and then after that they'll it'll be they'll license the rest or if it does successful but we did say it was omnibus 
So basically we're two volumes in one. So it's five volumes maybe to get the like ten. So we know we'll get five volumes. Yeah. Uh, well, the bookstores, especially the mainstream ones, they do have to be more careful. They are much more under the eye of the general public. Yeah. Uh, like us with just a small store tucked away, standalone. The only people that really come to it is the, the people who know what they're kind of getting into. And you can get away with a lot more adult material. You cannot do that in the mainstream bookstores. Uh, bookstores have had to move their manga sections because they were too close to the children's section. And they were getting complaints from that. They do have to be more careful. Now, things have changed. What what you could find in the bookstores five years ago is a lot different than what you can find now. You can find a lot more mature material that you couldn't, you didn't mm -hmm. see then. Mm -hmm. The perception of just because it's drawn that it's not for kids is, has been changing. And it's becoming more acceptable to have a more mature product. Yeah, but we're not where we really want it to be at this point, are we? I mean, I'm not well, saying there's still work to do in that sense. There is, the, the perception still got to change quite a bit. There's still a lot of problems, especially in the States, not so much in Canada. Canada's a lot more tolerant for this type of thing. But the stores do still have to be careful. You have to, what, what is your customer base? I mean, Walt Disney, their name means something. They cannot put an adult DVD out with their name on it. So they have to use another. They have to use, use another, which is why they got yeah. Touchstone. You have the same thing. If Blockbuster does not carry any X-rated or NC-17 material, it is their policy. They're a family-friendly company, and they will not carry it. Well, that's fine, as long as there is Something. somebody that will carry it. And this must be, and, and yeah, so... That well, it's the same as Tokyo Pop has another name for their... Ha, yeah, their, ha, their, line. their yaoi, yaoi line. line. And the other companies, too, have also... A separate name for the because it's line. when you, the you've got to understand parents only have so much time too when they're going with the kids and the kids want something the parents can't go and sit and thoroughly check out everything but when the kid wants something and it says Walt Disney on it okay we know it's okay the, it it saves them a lot of time and effort if they know Borders is a store they can take their kids into and they don't have to worry about what their kids going to pick up. They're more comfortable, and it saves them a lot of time. Yeah. Where if they go in there and they have to check out exactly what their kids are interested in, what they want, it's a lot more effort, and they're not willing to do that. Yeah, and well, this must be mentioned. Um, Boys B, when Tokyo Pop picked up the Boys B second season, they said they wanted to see how that did before they decided, committed to the first. We're near the end of, of that, so we'll see. how. Hope, maybe they'll still pick it up. In terms of um, Tokyo Pop, and I just want to make this the last point, and then I'll give it to you. Um, in terms of Futori Echi, they have to keep their expectations realistic because they're not going to sell. Obviously, because they, they're cut off from the regular bookstores, they're not going to sell that much. You have to That's market the, it a little bit different than you yeah. would your normal mainstream mm -hmm. one. I, I, Pe people want it, they'll still find it. Here go. Yeah, I, I think I was just going to point out the same thing. And the other thing, though, is look at Battle Royale. That one didn't do well in the bookstores but did well in the comic store uh, market and that's yeah. why they decide to release the ultimate editions based on that direct market mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. so oh, that's probably going to be more and, of where they go and here and, and okay let me give one idea thought for futari ecchi's promotion get uh, dr ruth's endorsement well we heard mm -hmm. some of their people like kimono condoms is supposedly going to have an mm -hmm. advertisement and, and i think so they I are think trying to be different think, and trying some, to go yeah, with and some various is. institutes on sex education have endorsed it too so here so there's uh, that and hope it works out because you know i wouldn't mind seeing more than uh, 10 volumes we're adults come on well five volumes for us but yeah. I mean, you know what i mean you know what i mean okay uh and last but not least here's the kicker um my santa has been sent back to the north pole for christmas I, i'm sure this is this is going around um miss uh, they mislabeled the rating on ichudate my santa the kanakamatsu's oav it was a, it was it was labeled TVPG should have been TVMA, so they're pulling it off the shelves voluntarily, and we won't see it again until two thousand eight. Well, it should be put in some burning volcano. Oh man, <laughs> I want my I want my twenty five bucks back. Um, because <laughs> I watched this this morning. This is like, well, I don't come away thinking something's really. Most of the time, I don't come away thinking something's god awful. This is god awful. 
It's the only. That's why when I saw the fan subs and then you ordered the disc, and it's like, why is he ordering the disc? By the way, um, where where were you asking? Are you sure you want to buy this? This is your last chance to cancel. I call. I call this. I call this uh, momentary lapse in judgment. You remember Um, the conversation we had that a fan sub can. Like if it's a bad show, you can tell right away if it's a good show. You can throw this, and this is this is the punishment prize or the booby well, prize for whatever. There's obviously we have. somebody likes it. There's probably a lot of people. This well, is probably thrown think, into like well, one of Funimation's deals. You can tell deals. by the show too is that there's two episodes, and the second episode has a preview it, to the third episode. I'd I use don't the think word, there is a third episode, there, and that's very, <laughs> and maybe that's by design. It's a tease. And we're going to use the word tease in many ways to describe this. Um, well, the, the only selling it, 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 point really is like who who did it. Yeah, uh, this, yeah, no, the, yeah. No one's complained, the, the, as they said, but they said they were trying to do the responsible thing. But the responsible thing also they could have done is probably get a sticker or something just to put over it. Yeah, well, no, but I know why. The rating was just, they just send out stickers. Skip. Well, that skip. only solves part of the problem. But uh, anyway, yeah. um. Your brother ordered this, right? It's not coming to this point. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, the thing is, we don't know in Canada. We don't know in Canada what they. Let me know. Let me know if he wants this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell it below cost. Because remember, the Canadian ratings are different from the U.S. ratings. Yeah, that right. Funimation and ADV has, like, for example, fourteen. TV 14 and MA are considered 14A mm-hmm. in Canada. And, and on that note, and if you look and, at the DVDs and, for and, some of them from Canada. And food for thought, food for thought, because I brought a copy of, um, or I have my copy of Futari Echi, the a- anime. Um, someone said this; they were able, easily able to find this in Best Buy. So yeah, no, well, I've seen it floating around. This is 16. 16. This is 16. That's... I'm not so sure it should be. Well, never mind. People can debate that all we want. That's and we don't have time to, I guess. Best Buy goes by what it says. If it says sixteen, it's, that's within mm-hmm. their. I'm not so sure yeah. it should or shouldn't. Well, it's not hardcore. It's not. Well, it's well that, the it's problem there, is certainly that's, not sure. uh, that one rating there is a voluntary rating, or actually most of the ratings, other than the film industry ratings, mm-hmm. are voluntary. It's the company themselves decides what the rating is. Yeah. Only in the yeah. film industry does the rating board decide. And we've gone uh, into the politics of that. So Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's Last voluntary. Point, um, in Canada, it's a little bit different. Uh, most videos do have to yeah. go through and, the rating board. This must be with the exception States, is if so. it's aired on TV. Ah. Then it, does, it just comes a whole different set of requirements. Because the idea that it was broadcast on TV already means that it's not, you know, doesn't need a high rating. Okay. So there you it's, go. It's, it's quirky here. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> we can talk about that another time, but, you know, we don't have time. Yeah, Futari Echi. Um, 16. Well, Kids, I, I, might be I was a it. little surprised, even when they said it was going to the anime mature, works but, line. Yeah, but, but if you've seen some of their kitty line, there is stuff like that. Probably that is more vanilla. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, this is this is it's. It could be a borderline one that border. you could go kind of one way or the other depending on the market well, you I, want to go yeah, for. Yeah, I, I think I've they were debating shows. it, and then they said they wanted to try and see what would happen. Because once they go to the eighteen, well, now you're yeah, putting it into a different market. Well, we, the problem is if it's not adult enough. Then you get the complaints because, well, it's marked as 18. This isn't adult enough, and the the customer base for 18 plus anime won't be happy. Well, we've had and this is last point last tapes point. tapes that were rated 18, but when they became on DVD, they were rated 16. The well, that a down. lot of it was had to do with the time because things changed. Yeah, yeah. mind you, but we've had dubs be one rating and subtitles be another rating. The well, subtitled yeah. version, yeah, because mm-hmm. one was a little more adult than the other, just by the dialogue. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't. Uh, maybe mercifully, nothing will become of this in any. Form, it's so. it's a low key under their radar to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think anything will come of it, and maybe just that, as well. Anyway, gotta take the break because we're running out of time. Back with final insults in a couple seconds. Uh, it's the anime roundtable on thecomicden.com. Once again, we got to be fast. Roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email address. www.animeroundtable.com is our blog and website uh, website and show archive. Um, the visitors have told me they are deferring their final insult this week, this time around. So, yeah, James? Bad haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, well, go ahead. No, I was thinking about, remember we talked about Viz and some of the shows that are being shopped around at the, I forget what it's called now. Yeah, we're, nah. we're, okay. But anyway, Monster is being shopped around, so it'll be interesting to see if anyone picks it up or if 
like Viz when they did Busu Rankin, mm-hmm. Bleach, Honey and Clover, where they decide to pick it up themselves if they will pick it up themselves. Because I know a lot of people showed interest, but they said when push came to shove, they're not going to pick it up because it just isn't going to sell. So we may love it, but if it doesn't sell, we can't pick it up because it's the exact same as the manga. The only difference is it's animated, characters are moving, there's music and people are talking. So if you're getting the same product as you bought before when it's in manga form, why are you going to buy it again? That's another yeah. thing they have to overcome in their marketing the other, if they want to do it themselves. And the themselves. other thing is critical acclaim. And it's acclaim, a long series. Yeah. And critical acclaim doesn't mean success, financial success, which is kind of sad too. We it said is that, really we said sad, about but hopefully maybe something will come of it, but we won't know until later on in the year, I mm-hmm. guess. We'll, we'll hear about it, I guess. Thanks for the thought, though. Okay, my, I guess I'll, I'll, and I'll go with mine. Um... My final insult's actually a thank you. Uh, I was looking at the blog this morning, and sometime overnight, we surpassed 7,000 hits. Since the fall, clicks have increased on a monthly basis, so reaching the, those 1,000-esque milestones have come a little faster each time. Um, either lots of people like us, or a few people really, really like us and visit constantly. I guess also thanks. Uh, I guess also thanks to all the other podcasters who've decided to play our promo as of late. Um, so I say thank you to them, but I have to admit that those shows uh, have only uh, ha- those shows have played our played our promo only because I've personally sent it to them. So I guess I should actually put up a link on our on the site for all of you to hear and uh, take for your own use. And I'll do that before Christmas. Okay, that's it for today. Um, I'll have one final insult before the new year, but until then, Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.